you were about to enter. Chuck versus the podcast. The place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McPartland. Adam Baldwin. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Wing. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Marcus for Lawrence. Anita Figueresi. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Ali Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Zev Faro. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a Chuck press kit. The directors. Jason Enzler. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is great. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 51 for Friday, April 30th, 2010. We have what I think is one of the best episodes of Chuck uh, this season to cover, Chuck versus the Honeymooners. But first, we've got the news and a veritable cornucopia of listener emails. Cornucopia. I like that word. <laughs> I do too. We have the ratings for Chuck versus the Honeymooners, and they did hold steady from the last new episode, which aired on April 5th, so before that three-week break. Um, according to TV by the Numbers, approximately 5.98 million viewers turned in to see Chuck and Sarah finally in a relationship, and that's a 2.1 in the 18 to 49 demo, which is almost identical to what Chuck versus the other guy pulled in before the break. And uh, based on the fan response to this episode, we're expecting to see the ratings trend up from here as people continue to talk to um, their friends and family and say, hey, Chuck is awesome. You got to watch it. And we also wanted to note several of the Chucksters in Oregon and Washington were pretty unhappy because Chuck was preempted for uh, the NBA playoff games in their states. And um, we of course, that's going to have impacted the ratings, but we did want to remind those fans that they can see the episode on Hulu or NBC.com. So don't fear. It is still available for you. Mm-hmm. And 2.1 is good. It is good. Mm-hmm. Aziello has some positive updates on the renewal of Chuck, which, you know, we've all been on pins and needles, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, according to his inside sources, it looks more and more like NBC is going to bring back Chuck and company. Um, for season four, nothing's been officially said by NBC yet. So, you know, don't, don't start saying, eh, NBC said, NBC said, they haven't said it yet. We're still waiting, but, uh, this is still good news. Um, still, we can't relax our efforts in the campaigning that we're doing and just, you know, passing the word around, keep watching Chuck, keep buying the DVDs, get involved in Chuck declassified, um, Whatever, whatever you can do, come up with some creative ideas of your own to get people to watch Chuck and and to keep watching Chuck. Um, and we've launched part two of our renewal campaign as well. We're organizing a series of flash mobs in cities across the U.S. So if you'd like to participate, email renew at chucktv.net immediately, right away. Flash mob day is uh, Monday, May 3rd, which is coming up really quick, guys. So if you want to participate, get in there. Renew at chucktv.net. Mm-hmm. And and for anybody who doesn't know, what is a flash mob? Yeah, <laughs> it's better to look at than it is to 
<laughs> talk about. Uh huh. Maybe do a YouTube search. I mean, if you go to YouTube and you, you plug in flash mob, you'll get an idea of what it is. But basically, it's a bunch of people getting together, um, impromptu kind of, or it looks like it is. And one person starts out a, a dance move or just something. I've seen dance moving and, uh, and then eventually more and more people join in before you get the huge ginormous crowd doing this. And it actually looks really super cool. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you'll have these happen in, in really public places like a train station or something. And what's yeah. most hilarious is, is all the people around them who have no idea what's going on. Like, like it's just yeah. a very weird thing when, in, 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 when you're in a public situation, how, um, usually people are like, like cattle um and then all of a sudden for there to be an organized formation that seems random yeah. and yet it's it's all unified like people just gawk at, at yeah. them and and it gets often even in the in the media um and it certainly get i mean there's videos that go up on youtube when people see these things and so it's, it's definitely a great way to spread the news about chuck and that's the plan is for the participants to video what they're doing and then put it up on YouTube. And we are also planning some local media coverage. So it will go up on the evening news right before check airs. And this is a late edition. But if you're not in one of the mob cities, don't fret because there is something you can do. You can show the world and NBC just how much you love Chuck. Just tweet the following message on Monday between noon and 1 p.m. At NBC. We want more Chuck. Give us another season of flashes and fun. The world's safety depends on it. Hashtag Flash Chuck. And uh, we do want to make the note, don't tweet this multiple times. J you can just tweet it once. And because there will be so many of us doing it, it will add up to a lot. But if you tweet multiple times, then people will see that as spam. So we do definitely don't want to be creating bad will about, about Chuck. We want to be creating good will about Chuck. So you can get more details at chucktv.net about this Twitter uh, flash mob. And as well, uh, there are other sample, uh, there's another sample tweet there. You, you, it doesn't have to be exactly this, this, but the thing is you want that at NBC and you want the hashtags um, hash Chuck and hash flash Chuck in the message. If you're watching this on video, you can see the message there. And you can also go to chucktv.net for details about this Twitter mob. Um, we're not going to be asking people to do dance moves. Of course, if they want to coordinate a dance thing, they sure can. But this is going to be more of a show and tell thing. Um, we don't want to give too much away ahead of time, except for those people that are actually participating. So um, it's you, you don't really have to have dance skills to participate <laughs> in this one. <laughs> we're, we're going a little more of the geeky route. So. Yeah, that's great. And we've uh, been getting some emails from international readers asking about the um, the the ways that they can help uh, for Chuck to be renewed. I mean, we've got the 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 ratings, which are predominantly American, and we've got these polls. Um, and so uh, we're really thankful that uh, there was a guest writer for Kisto who wrote an article about how international fans can help Chuck get a fourth season. And she focused on uh, a number of the polls uh, in things like. Uh, USA Today, and uh, we know that uh, most of what impacts the renewal is the ratings, but it is possible th that those polls can help. I know particularly E! Online was a huge one, and it's great that, that we won that one, but uh, but definitely any time that there's a poll that happens, um, you've got people who, who read that publication 
and and they look at that as as just a news item and, and they say hmm that's interesting uh, maybe I should check out this show and and that is a way that, that we can help the ratings to get higher so uh, appreciate for Kisto writing in and and I urge you to uh, to look at that article if you are uh, outside of the US um, to learn on uh, more about how you can help as well and now on to some other news that don't doesn't really have to do with uh, renewal efforts. Yvonne Strahovski has a new film, I Love You Too, that's opening in Australia on May 6th. And she's been back home for a couple of weeks doing press and attending the different premieres. They're doing premieres in all of the major cities in Australia. So she's been doing interviews and there's photos. We've got those up at ChuckTV.net and YvonneStrahovski.net. Um, she's been on radio programs and television programs and doing print interviews. And so she's she's doing quite a bit of press down there. And the, the Czech fans in Australia are reporting that the film's getting terrific buzz. Um, this, they're saying this is the most fun movie they've seen advertised down there, uh, you know, Australian movie that they've been, that they have seen in quite some time. And it's getting really terrific buzz. There's, there's billboards all over the place and posters. Um, so they're excited about that. And I'm just crossing my fingers that it's going to be coming to the U.S. pretty soon. So. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, if you happen to be in Australia and you are a fan of Yvonne's, which if you're a fan of Chuck, you have to be a fan of Yvonne's, mm-hmm. really. I Love You Too opens in Australia on May 6th. So head to your theaters. Cool. We got interview roundup that we want to get into. Um, IO9 has a new interview with Chuck producer director Robert Duncan McNeil, and who we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked, we talked a lot about his, or they talked a lot about his approach to the comedy on the show and what it means that Chuck and Sarah are now together. The New York Post has an interview with, uh, the always engaging Ryan McPartland in which he talks about the season so far and tries not to give away anything about what's to come. And, um, Mo Ryan at Chicago Tribune also has an interview with Ryan in which he reveals the five most awesome moments on Chuck. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I saw tweeted that I thought was really, really interesting was uh, Zachary Levi revealing a new skill as he sang a duet with singer Catherine McPhee, who we know from, uh, she was originally on American Idol, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. And uh, the video featured the two of them singing Terrified is now showing on movie screens na- nationwide that subscribe to Screen Vision. And you can, I believe, find it on YouTube as well. Just search mm-hmm. for uh, Zachary Levi, Catherine McPhee, and or Terrified, and you'll probably find it. I thought that was an amusing title for the song. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I would have been terrified. <laughs> and, and now the, the, the video that I saw was not very good quality because it was kind of a video of... Um, of the movie screen. Of the, of the movie screen. But uh, it seemed like Zachary Levi was doing a really good job singing. Yeah, he sounded pretty good, and we know that he's going to be in, um, it was called Disney's Rapunzel, and now it's called Tangled, so we don't know for sure if he is singing in that movie, but now that he's gone public with that skill, maybe we'll find out that he is, in fact, going to have his solo or um, even a duet in that movie. Pretty cool. That would be Mm -hmm. very cool. That guy, he can just do everything, can he? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, like I like I said, we have a veritable cornucopia of listener emails to cover. And so, Mel, why don't you bring us the first one? All right. Our first email comes from Professor Roberto, and he's got a question about plot holes. 
Uh, to sum up, he says, in Chuck versus the American Hero, Beckman sends a B-2 stealth bomber to drop a bunker buster on the ring facility. The plane flies low in clear sight above and along a major highway, brushes past the Griffith Observatory, and drops the bomb, destroying the building and the bunker in a huge ball of fire. I know Californians are laid back, but I doubt they missed the plane or the explosion or failed to connect the two. <laughs> so his question is, how are they getting away with that on this show? How, um, you know, what, what are what are our opinions of plot holes like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I don't I don't think they're necessarily plot holes in, in the sense of, I mean, every episode, practically, we have action happening around ordinary people. I mean, in in the in the first episode, they're they're running through um, a fountain to go defuse a bomb in this public hotel, um, and I I think it's just fun. It's 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 sort of um, suspension of disbelief. Yeah, it's suspension of disbelief. Huge on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't notice them. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. At this I point, I'm like, whatever. I guess that's the way I look at it when I watch the show. I just don't sit there and think about, oh, well, this doesn't make any sense if they're first they're here, then they're over there. I just kind of go, well, okay, you know, it's television. Yeah, anything and we, can happen. And and we got to we got to realize that the show is based on a person being able to have a supercomputer um, inside his head. So if I think if we can make a jump for that. Uh, we sh- we should be able to make a jump for this uh, some of this other stuff, and I, I think it. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily saying it's wrong to be accurate about everything, but I think it might be a slightly more boring show if if we took the time to explain everything and make sure that everything was realistic. Realistic. Uh, I I want a fun show more than I want a realistic show. Yeah, that's just me. I feel the same way. I got enough realistic in real in realistic life (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. unless it's completely ridiculous and and not in an ironic way not in a tongue-in-cheek way it doesn't really bother me yeah Um, i know some fans kind of get hung up on those things but it's a fun show and as long as it's not impeding my enjoyment of the show i'm okay with it yeah Um, yeah and and i mean there there are some things like we did have some discussion in chuck versus the mask about, um, say, for instance, um, when the the bad guys just vanished, where there's that poison released, and all of a sudden they're mm-hmm. just not there. I mean, that is that is one thing. Where uh, and who knows, might, that might have been on the editing room floor, um, mm-hmm. just because of time or or other challenges that they they had to tell the story. Wait, when did that happen? <laughs> in uh, in Chuck versus the Mask, near the end, there's that poison released, and there's okay. a bunch of bad guys that are there in the museum with them. And all of a sudden, they're just not there anymore, and they they don't explain how what what happened with them. Yeah, see how see how much that stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they could do more for those kinds of things, but uh, yeah, they they don't they don't bug me that much. I'm, I'm much more focused on the the story that's being told. Exactly. I hope that answers your question, Professor. Yes, but thanks for writing. Andrew Green from the UK is asking, in the world of Chuck, every site I seem to go to is always talking about spoilers, whether it be sneak peeks or episode synopsis, (laughs) casting calls, or episode summaries. So I would like to know why is everyone in the world of Chuck seemingly obsessed with spoilers, or at least like to know what is going on, as in my opinion, they spoil a show. Uh, I love the 
the podcast. I love the video setup. P.S. Bring back the crazy ending dance. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> um, yeah, spoilers. You know, I, I think it's it's a. I don't know why they're so big here. I think it's because we we can't wait for anything anymore. We just you know we want everything now, 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 now. Hmm. But I don't like to be spoiled. Yeah, so me neither. I I think it's personal preference. Yeah. There's some people out there who can't wait. They have to know. I want to know now. I want to know now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mel's going to laugh at me because, you know, there are books that I can't. I have to peek at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just about to yell hypocrite. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I know. But there's yeah. some things. There's some, I, you know, I'm spoiled by spoilers. Yeah. But, you know, on the flip side, um, my mom was telling me that around episode oh, 9 or 10, I think around episode 10, she wasn't all that interested anymore in Chuck until I was telling her I was giving her some spoilers. And that made her, she told me afterwards, she said, you know, I probably wouldn't have kept watching if you hadn't told me hmm. what was coming up, if you hadn't given me those spoilers. But because you did, I wanted to see what was, how it was going to play out. I wanted to see that happen. So for some people, being spoiled is a way to anticipate what's going to happen, what's coming up, and, and something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I mean, for other people, it's just not, it's an actual spoiler, which is why they're called spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and we're, that's why we're always very careful. I know we joke about uh, pulling your headphones out of your ears or, or sticking your fingers in your ears or that kind of thing. But we, we always do make sure that the spoilers are at the end of the podcast um, because we do respect uh, that there's a lot of people who don't don't want them. Um, I do want to address one part of that question, and that's that I don't think it's um, just Chuck. I, I see yeah. this for Heroes. I see it for Smallville. I see it for V. I see it for uh, especially genre shows. I, I guess it makes sense that in a procedural <laughs> yeah it's not just genre genre shows though i mm-hmm. mean i'm seeing it for um uh, for gossip girl for the good wife for glee mm-hmm. it's yeah people begging what do you have what can you tell us so yeah. it's not chuck specific yeah and I, and i do think some of some of it is is fun like say for instance um just knowing that fred willard is going to be on the show that makes me a little more interested to see what's going on. Now, plot-specific spoilers, uh, I think, do spoil it for me. But knowing that an, a certain actor is going to be, be in the episode doesn't really spoil what that character is going to be, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. it just, you know, you know um, that actor's previous work, and so you can kind of anticipate what they're going to bring to the show, and that makes you excited to see them on, on whatever episode they're going to be on. And maybe speculate about what they're possibly going to be doing. But mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So uh, thanks, Andrew, for, for writing. And next we move on to John T., who comments, I hope we get a season four and five and six and seven, etc. I agree. Uh, if you have never seen the movie Undercover Blues, starring Dennis Quaid, take some time and watch it. It's a comedy action romance about two spies who are married, take an assignment after their firstborn. And it's a direction that Chuck could go. Uh, very interesting. Um, I think there's there's been a lot of discussion about how, uh, and we'll we'll get to that in the episode discussion about how you could have even a married couple as a spy team, and it could actually be quite interesting and fun. Undercover Blues is one of my all time favorite movies. I love that movie. 
Love it. Louise Jane or Jane Louise? Uh-huh. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? Oh, my gosh, you, you guys. Know, I think I saw it when it came out, which is in, what, the early 90s? Oh, it's hilarious. It's got Stanley Tucci in there. You know what I just watched uh, in a similar vein was uh, Romancing the Stone, mm-hmm. which yeah. um, is another really fun one. Yep. So it can be done. Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. Undercover Blues. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Okay. So thanks, John. And our next question comes from Bev from Wells, Maine. She says, my sons, who are both big fans of Chuck and Firefly, recently stayed at a motel in North Carolina with this blanket on the beds. We think it looks like Casey. What do you think? Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally looks like <laughs> that Casey. That was hilarious. I wonder if Adam Baldwin knows about this. Yeah. Now, I, I, I got to say, yeah, you won't find blankets like that in Canadian hotels. <laughs> no, it's rather patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I opened that picture that she attached, it was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's yeah. a big fan. Yeah. So thanks, Bev. That was lots of fun. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And the next one comes from John Ross B. He's from Aurora, Illinois. Yay, Illinois. He says, although I'm only 13 years old, I have a 13-year-old too, John. Although I'm 13 years old, I'm um, the ultimate Chuck fan. I have always watched Chuck, and I've watched the podcast ever since it started. My times were pretty boring before I discovered TV. I have so many questions. But to, ha- but to save you some time, I will only list a few. Is Morgan's girl Anna ever coming back? Good question. Is Christian Crook ever returning? Another good question. And is Chuck going to have, going to, have to deal with the fact that um, Ellie can't know about his secret. These are all good questions, John. Mm-hmm. Um, is Anna coming back? I think we saw some previews for the rest of the season where we do see Anna. Mm-hmm. So, yes, she's yep. coming back. Very soon. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Crook is not coming back. No. Though I was I was very sad to hear that she, she didn't get that other show that Josh Schwartz was uh, doing. Originally, she was supposed to be part of Hitched. Um, which is a new show that Josh Schwartz is doing, and uh, and then she ended up not getting the part. Actually, she ended up turning it down. Oh yeah, is what I read that they were going through some of the rehearsals and things, and she just realized, you know, this isn't my gig. Mm-hmm. This isn't on paper. I think it looked like something she would love to do, and of course, working with Josh Schwartz. But uh, once it came down to actually putting it on film, it wasn't really working. It wasn't yeah. clicking. So. She's moving on to other projects. We know she's got a lot in the works, so mm-hmm. she's not going to be idle, that's for sure. Oh, definitely not. Right? Yeah. Just won't be back on Chuck. As far as Chuck having to deal with um, Ellie not knowing about his secret, well, I don't know. I'd say that's a yes. <laughs> yeah, every, every week he's got to deal with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know the future, but I think there's got to be at least somebody on the show who doesn't know his secret, so I'm guessing that she's not going to know his secret for quite a while. There's a lot of debate about that, about mm-hmm. whether she's going to find out and if she should. Because as you said, somebody on the show needs to not know. Yeah. But, I mean, as close as she and Chuck are, especially we've seen them getting, uh, not maybe not getting closer, but at least we've seen them, um, their relationship more and more in the, these last few episodes is becoming very burdensome for me as a viewer for her not to know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you can see that there's this huge wall, this huge obstacle between the two of them that, and she senses it. She just doesn't 
have a clue what it could be. She thinks it's something to do with him and Sarah or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, she's just not sure what it is. And anyway, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't decide whether I want her to find out or not. Yeah. I'm sure it could go either way. I mean, definitely like she's sold as a person who's, who's very smart and, um, very observant. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet her dad <laughs> and yeah. her husband, <laughs> And her brother, and yeah. her brother's best friend, are and her all neighbor, and her and neighbor, her brother's girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's getting to the 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 breaking point here. It's getting to the point where it's just ridiculous that she does not know. Yeah. It's like yeah. she's, she's a very smart woman. She's yeah. very observant and perceptive. So, yeah. yeah, I have my own thoughts, but I think I want to talk about them when we talk about the episode. Cool. Okay, well, let's let's wrap up the uh, listener emails with one more. Ben asks, I was wondering if you could, instead of showing just screen caps from the episode, if you could show, show short video clips. It would add more Chuck to your podcast and make it super. Maybe it's a copyright issue. I don't know. And uh, that's a great question, Ben. And yes, absolutely, it's a copyright issue. Um, I've actually had a request in for a while. Um, to see if we can get some video footage in the podcast. And it is pending, and they've told me, don't get your hopes up. Mm. So it, it's it's understandable. It happens with with every every show, even news shows. They're only allowed to show certain clips from the episode. They're all, and there's a whole mile-long list of restrictions that you have to deal with. It. Um, and part of it, actually, is if we showed... Um, this podcast only streaming. In other words, you couldn't put it on your iPod. Then we could put the video in. But we thought you'd want to have this on your iPod or computer. So um, we're stuck with screen grabs. Which is okay. Yeah, it's fine. I, 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 do, I do think that screen grabs enhance the episode. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would far rather have that, at least that visual to accompany our, our discussion. So it's better than nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, speaking about discussing episodes, we get yes. to talk about episode 314, Chuck versus the Honeymooners, which I think honestly was the most gleeful fun <laughs> episode of the entire season so far. And particularly, I think we've we've just witnessed the most gleeful Sarah in the history of the show. Oh, Yeah. Absolutely. She could she could power a small city with her smile in <laughs> yeah. this episode. I mean she and the oh my gosh, and the accent. Oh and the, the, the Texan. Oh gosh. It just made it uh, what is it? I made it oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made it oopsie. She did it perfectly. <laughs> oh, perfectly. And for an Australian. I mean that's incredible. No, an Australian playing an American playing a Texan. Yeah. Just, yeah. Wow. And she also got to speak Polish in this episode. Yeah. And, you know, and did her American accent. That girl is, you know, I, honestly, I liked this episode so much. I can barely talk about it. Yeah. I can barely articulate it because mostly what I want to say is, yep, I loved it all. Yeah. <laughs> about as deep as I can get. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about Chuck versus the beard um, firing on all cylinders. I mean, this is this is like... This one blew the cylinders out. Oh. <laughs> everything. Everything. And and it, literally anything that you want to analyze, I I think was absolutely flawless. Like, and, and not just flawless, but fun. And that's the, that's the thing that to me is the heart of the show 
is yeah. and you could just get the idea that the that the actors were having fun playing this stuff like there was just this energy throughout the episode that was great even in the fight sequences and the, the choreography for the for the stunts was amazing uh i mean people have already talked about how this will be the the emmy episode for for merit yanka's third emmy <laughs> yeah um but like the the, the handcuffed uh, more than what, what how many handcuffed fight scenes did we have uh, um and the last one was just amazing well do you do you count them punching Casey as a fight scene or uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> they were they were so in sync the two oh of yeah. Them. yeah um I was talking to Liz earlier about the scene on the on the moped where they're parked in front of the pastry shop and their hand kept together mm-hmm. and they see Morgan in there and Chuck looks at Sarah and she looks at him and gives a little nod and then they go for it they didn't even have to talk yeah. And they had the plan. Yeah. That's how in sync they were. And that was the entire episode. They twice they punched in unison while handcuffed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just aside from the uh the the time that Sarah went into the at the very beginning when they were still a little disjointed because they weren't being honest with each other about mm. whether they wanted to leave the spy life. Yeah. You know, and Sarah goes into the what do you call this? It's not a cabin when it's on a train. Yeah, I guess you could call, call it a cabin. Okay, yeah. a cabin. When she goes in and she's looking around and then Chuck comes in and she hides in the bathroom and then later on they find out it was each other, mm-hmm. which was, a, I got to say, that was a pretty hot scene when they found out when they were talking <laughs> yeah. about that, you know? Yeah. Chuck, says, Chuck says, you know, you make even terrorists name sound sexy. And <laughs> that was, that was, and it was, and again, it was just so gleeful. Yeah. It was, yeah everything going on they were just so delighted with each other yeah and to be spending the time with each other mm-hmm. with the you know their emotions on the table and committed to each other and it was just i eh, everything i like everything yeah i think it was it was really refreshing to see the two of them for once they were so relaxed and comfortable around each other because of having that big obstacle out of the way of you know they got to live this spy life and they can't be together and you know their real feelings for each other are hidden and all of that is gone now so you could feel their comfort level was was right there they were like i mean they were like a married couple on their honeymoon yeah and um i i adored them i adored them both i just i ate them up yeah yeah and and, i mean there was a few things um that people had talked about the the fight sequence where uh, Sarah and Bryce were fighting together in the Bymore and how they, they looked like such an amazing team as they were fighting together. And I I think that fight sequence, when they were handcuffed together, knocked the sock, socks off of that scene with Bryce. Agreed. I mean, Chuck and Sarah together are far more than Sarah and Bryce were. I agree. We're going to eat emails <laughs> again, aren't we? <laughs> you guys agree too much. I, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. We have nothing to disagree about and, on this one. And and what and this this is going a little deeper, but um for me, I mean it, it definitely was a classic line at the end when General Beckman said off the record <laughs> it's about time. Do you know when she said that I, I literally shouted. Oh my son my son is my Chuck partner on, on Monday nights. Uh-huh. And, you know, he looked at me and he's like, All right, man, he's high high fiving me. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, just like you, you've got that line, unleash the Casey, 
Yes. It's like when it, everybody knew, even General Beckman knew from the moment they met that they were destined for each other. And it's been on screen, what, three years that they've been denied from their love. And now that they're finally together, it's like they're unleashed. Like it's like there's this new energy that that is um, that's been unleashed on the show, unleashed on the viewers, unleashed on their world. Well, look how look how easy it was then for Chuck to pull from the from the intersect. Oh, yeah. In his, you know, to slash. Look how much easier it became for him to be able to just turn that on. Yeah. And his little smile um, when he's sitting on top of the train. Yeah. And he flashes and he gets this little smile. Yeah. I think it was because he realized, hey, I can get this whenever I want. That's yeah. right. It was excellent. I, I was really excited about that. And from this episode, I could totally see it was so clear how this show could move forward with the two of them together. And it could be a success and it could be just as much fun and just as exciting and event everything that made Chuck what it is. I think there, though all those elements are still there, maybe enhanced, maybe better. Because there's these two who are in so so in sync that, you know, to watch them is like watching a dance. And I think that the show can move forward very successfully with the two of them together, where a lot of people were doubtful. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll be the end. It'll be the end of the show if you put those two together. If you put Chuck and Sarah together, that'll be the end. Oh, if you call I, this episode the end? <laughs> I totally disagree. Yeah. I Going out with agree. a bang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and it must be said if you haven't seen the heart to heart tribute. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, even if you never saw the heart to heart show, it's been publicly released, so so we consider it. Uh, and because it's not really, there's just minor maybe spoiler in it, but um, especially now that we know that Chuck and Sarah are a, are a couple, um, it's it's just a really fun video, and I, I love Morgan um, coming in on the on the motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> classic but more about that later morgan through this whole thing let's you know, talk some more about morgan yeah, yeah. morgan and casey <laughs> yeah and and the thing is morgan yes. being a legitimate help to the team exactly exactly and he Knowing. he knows this you know give him a computer give him a uh you know an instrument of technology and he's he's no stranger and he is helpful but i love his smugness yeah <laughs> That made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and obviously, I have to talk about the uh, Canadian references. I love uh, Oh Canada <laughs> at the yeah. end. I did thought about like, you. Did you like episode. Did you like that the villain was um, at least pretending to be Canadian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And his, <laughs> his attempt to try to be Canadian, apologizing to everybody and saying, mm-hmm. a boot. Canadians are supposed to be so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> that was his, his uh, tip to, to Casey. Yeah. <laughs> be Canadian. Yeah. But then he did catch the, the fake agents, mm-hmm. the fake Interpol agents. Yeah. When they talked, you know, by having read that travel guide back, you know, front cover to back cover. <laughs> yeah. He was able to trip them up. Yeah. Yeah. He is a little mini intersect. Not so ridiculous to read Rick Steves, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and I loved, loved, loved that he knew how to find Chuck. Yeah. Track yeah. down his prescription for his eczema moisturizer. <laughs> a little tidbit we didn't know about Chuck. Yeah. And then the fact that Chuck, even while running away from the spy life, cannot resist getting the new um issue of justice league 
<laughs> which so just came, which just came out. So. Yeah. Well, and you know, I I know comic book fans, and it, the day that a certain comic comes out, they're at the store because they yeah. know when they're released and they're waiting for them. It's very very check like mm-hmm. and a very Morgan like. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we we have to mention that it was uh, Rafe Judkins, uh, Lauren Lefranc, and uh, Ali Adler who wrote this episode and directed by Robert Duncan McNeil. Um, all of them did a tremendous job. This is only the second episode by Rafe and Lauren. And I thought the writing was terrific. I want oh, them yeah. to write my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was, there were so many quotable lines. I, I quit, I quit writing them down. I couldn't keep yeah. up. There was so much good stuff. It was, yeah. you know, totally fun episode. I'm so looking for now. I just can't wait till next Monday. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. And, and a lot of, a lot of really smart ways of telling the story, like, um, in the beginning, when they had all the carts of food passing yes. by. And it was just so like smart to it, immediately you just got th- what was happening. They'd been in there for a while. Yeah, they'd been there for a while and, yeah. and, and you got a mood from it and it set up the, the scene without having to tell it with words. Uh, how about that very, very beginning when he's got the, the, the Mater D has the knife <laughs> yeah. and he, Ask Sarah if he should carve, and she's like, "No, I'm pretty good with knives." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was just—I don't know. Yeah, it was excellent. And then they go undercover I, I as the Charles Zizzes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they were just fun together. I'm just coming off of watching it again, so I'm still pretty full of it. Mm-hmm. Full of the show, I mean. Yeah, and and. Even though, I mean, I don't think shows should ever be about the technical part of it, but the technical part of this show was brilliant. Um, I mean, I've even gotten Twitter messages from people in Europe who who said um, that that looked like Europe, that, that that looked like they were on a train in Europe. Everything was totally authentic. The compositing was was great. Um, like the, the train going on at, at, along at night and, and with Chuck on top and... Obviously, they're shooting that in a green screen studio, but boy, you couldn't tell. Yeah, the, that dining car looked great. My daughter and I were both thinking as we were watching that, you know, wouldn't it be nice <laughs> just once go on the Orient Express or something like that? <laughs> it just looks romantic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it certainly was for them, for the, for the Charleses. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Charleses. Um, and uh, and they, they used... Every part of it very, very smartly, like the, the scenes in the dining car, um, the way when, when Casey found them and he thought the, the Interpol guys were drunk, um, the, uh, the, the skiers and the, um, the rock musician guy. Um, and, it, and it was fun how they, how they got the, the spy um, tools from, from their surroundings. Yeah. We should mention that the Polish rocker is uh, Ivan Strahovski's boyfriend in real life. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, cute. A little cameo. <laughs> oh, and we haven't talked about Jeffster. <gasps> Jeffster, unplugged. <laughs> I thought, honestly, I mean, Jeffster, Jeffster has been funny up to now and, and cute up to now. But Vixa High did a tremendous job singing uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane. Like, I, I thought his, he, he sang that bang on. I got to say, I, you know, I was surprised. 
Yeah. I was waiting. I was bracing for another, you know, explosive rock and roll kind of go crazy Jeffster. But this was really quite nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked, though, that they felt that they needed to change into their turtleneck <laughs> to do justice to the song. Oh, yeah. And and Jeff with his, his glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, that, that, that was on, honestly really, really good Jeffster. Um, Ellie broke my heart. Oh, oh yeah. In this one. And this, um, getting back to what we were talking about before, um, about Ellie not knowing what Chuck really does. It, it was made so clear when she was, when she made that comment about, you know, oh, well, I'm sure there's something going on at the buy more that was more important than my going away party or I, I'm misquoting. I know, but you, you know what I'm, the line mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And I couldn't help but think, wow, man, Ellie has got to know. And I really want Ellie to find out what Chuck really does because I just, she, I know she says she's proud of him and we've seen episodes where, you know, Ellie's proud of Chuck and yada, yada, but I don't think she really takes him seriously. And she still thinks of him as her, you know, as a, as a, a little brother mm-hmm. that she's got to take care of and, you know, always be there for and everything. And I think if she knew what he really did, um, I, I just felt bad for her that she's so out of the loop. And that kind of hurt her, I think, just, you know, the fact that something as menial as the buy more, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. No, I, it's not. <laughs> I think she would be, you know, worried about him, of course, but I think she would also be relieved to find out that that's what's been going on for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the other hand, <laughs> Devin's really going to catch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. she's going to be mad. Yeah. Okay. So he made me laugh when they were, when they were packing. <laughs> <laughs> they were packing <laughs> the, pack the barbells dumbbells. or dumbbells rather. This didn't yeah. happen by accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, I have to give the writers props for acknowledging that, yes, Devin is buff and, and he's really, really fit, but it's he works at it. Yeah. You know, that's just it's just one of those little tiny pieces of realism that make the rest of it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and there there's so much in this in this episode. Uh, I know we're missing a lot of it. I twittered the fact that we're going to need a four hour podcast if we talk about yeah. everything. Um, but I weird since it was an hour long show. But. Yeah, I I love the the book end of in the beginning saying, "Will you leave the spy life with me?" And then in the end, yeah, will you not um, leave not leave with me? I mean, just fun. But also, we get that transition in their in their relationship. I, I mean, there's always a great relationship episode for them. Um, and, and really, I mean, you can't just have them all of a sudden be spies. You got to show the transition. You got to show what it took to get them to that point where they believe they can do this. Mm-hmm. And believe that they could do it together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for so long, Sarah's obstacle, her, her one of her main obstacles about being with Chuck is that she did not think she could be with him and be a spy. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, she finally realized it finally, it finally just clicked for her. And you could see it when it happened mm-hmm. because Yvonne's just so good with the nonverbal. Yeah. You could see when it happened, this, the, the realization on her face, wait a minute, we can have it all. Yeah. Yeah. We can do this. And then that when they then vow to not quit the spy life with each other and there's just such joy on their faces. Yeah. 
that they figured out, oh, wait a minute, we can do this. All we have to do is convince Beckman. And yeah. clearly they didn't think that was going to be a problem. So. And there, there were so many smart things about how they did it. I mean, first of all, you have them isolated on a train. And so they can see what they're really like when there's no support team around. Um, number two, you you see them um, in a position where they can make a decision not to get involved. And you see how both of them independently um, make the decision that they want to get involved. Like I'm speaking with a, with a spy uh, action. And so you, you see them isolated from anything else and really see what their decisions are going to be. Um, and, and so they learn about each other and what they learn about each other excites them all the more because they realize that they are even more in sync than what they thought. Exactly. That not only do they love each other and have those feelings for each other, but actually their, their outlook on life is the same. Yeah. They finally got on the same page with that. I mean, they both have kind of gone back and forth with it. You know, all of season one was Chuck wanting to go back to being normal and then season two was kind of him convincing Sarah, at least the first half, convincing Sarah that being to join him in, in a normal spy life. And then the second half was him becoming more um, involved in the spy side of things while she was going towards the normal side of things, normal life. And then beginning of season three, she asks him to run away with her mm-hmm. in what she thinks would be a normal life. And, you know, they've just been flip-flopping, you know, on their own points of view. So it's, it's just really nice to see them both on the same page saying, we want to be spies and we can be spies together. And that's normal for us. Yeah. And and it was really nice, too, to have that contrast with the, the Basque terrorist who was going into witness protection. Mm-hmm. And it because really they've they've dealt with this from the beginning, the very first episode of the season, like you said, when they're considering running away together. Um, and it's been this kind of thing that, that, that's been, um, in mind since then. And, and now they, they have a very clear, obvious example of somebody who's, who's been in that situation and says, you don't want this. And how amusing was it to have once again, the bad guy, be the one who gave them the insight into their relationship. Yeah. Calling back to um, fake name when it was the mobsters. Yeah. Commenting on the will they, won't they. Yeah. To Chuck and, you know, the the lovable bad guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought that was that was nice, which that was also an Ali Adler episode. Yeah. A little tie in there. Yeah. So lots, lots here. Um, we have, uh, at the end of the episode, Ellie and, and Awesome going off to Africa. So there's been a lot of discussion about what that's going to mean. Um, and we also have Chuck and Sarah totally joined at the hip now. And uh, boy, I, I'm really, really looking forward to where this is going to lead. So am I. It was, I hope that for everyone else it was worth the sometimes painful um sometimes very dark moments that we had uh, in the first part of the season um for me for me it was totally worth it to, yeah i mean i wasn't always um pleased with the execution but it it made sense to me that they needed to each go through kind of their own dark valley to get to this point where they could be completely committed to each other and be on the same page realize hey wait a minute we want the same things yeah 
really do. So. And great choice of song to end the episode. I know. It's a new and, dawn, it's a new day, and I'm feeling good. And how much do you love that Chuck is helping Sarah find a song? Yeah. Oh, That's actually, so um, I, I don't know if you caught that on Twitter, but if you go to NBC.com, there's a playlist. Uh, a playlist that Chuck made for Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this uh, Feeling Good song is on it as well. I think 11 other songs. Uh, I urge you to check that out at NBC.com. Slash Chuck. Yep. Yeah, it's such a check thing to do. Yeah. So sweet. So sweet. Yeah. So, well, I guess we did have more to say about the episode. Then. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's it for episode 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, I urge you to um, consider uh, when we, we record these on Tuesday nights. And so after you watch the Chuck episode on Monday, uh, feel free to send in your thoughts about the episode. And we might just talk about them in the podcast. Indeed. Or in other words, help us have things to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So mail at chuckpodcast.com. Well, we're going to head into spoilers pretty soon. But first, we want to mention our sponsors. We have um, sponsorship from moviemorons.com. It's a podcast that talks about all things film. And they are not morons. And also SyrianJunkies.de, which is the largest television fan site in Germany. Um, if you speak German or understand German at all, or just want to see the pretty pictures, we highly recommend visiting SyrianJunkies.de. Sehr gut. That means very good. <laughs> Wunderbar. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to wrap things up. Um, we want to remind you to check out ChuckPodcast.blip.tv. And if you ever have a choice, if you're watching on your computer anyway, in other words, if you use iTunes on your computer to watch the podcast, I urge you to either use the the browser at chucktv.net or go directly to blip.tv and watch it there because we get a little bit of advertising revenue when you do that. Very tiny bit, but the little tiny bits add up. And uh, also want to remind you, if you still are subscribed in iTunes to the enhanced AAC feed, um, that feed is no longer updating and uh, will be completely eliminated soon. Um, so you want to go back to podcast 49 for instructions on how to change to the new feed. Absolutely. And your questions and comments can also find us if you email them at uh, mail at chuckpodcast.com. Please send them in. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts and comments about this podcast about the show about what you're doing to spread the word about chuck mm-hmm. and so uh next podcast will be coming out in a couple of days and that's going to be an interview with robin lewis who is a costume designer for chuck and uh, that will be very very exciting hope it encourages you but for right now we're going to move into spoilers which uh, as we said earlier in the show you don't have to listen to spoilers. If, if you consider them spoiling to the show, just turn off the podcast now safely and you will not be spoiled. And we will see you next time. Yep. Keep chucking. Bye-bye. And we're back. And we've got spoilers. Yee-hoo. We were... Earlier in the episode, we were talking about the heart-to-heart homage. Um, the the creative folks over at Chuck put together a very funny video promo for Chuck showing um, 
it, it is an homage to the Heart to Heart opening. Uh, Heart to Heart is a show from the 80s. It was one that I watched with my family when I was little, and I, I really loved it, about a married uh, detective team. Mm-hmm. It kind of started out as a spy thing, and then it turned into more of a detective show. But um, it was very well liked. And, of course, I mean, this is Chuck. There's going to be 80s references everywhere. So yeah. it's natural, a natural yeah. progression. Um, so it shows the, the promo, which you can see at chucktv.net, um, and it's up on YouTube, shows um, Chuck in a sports car, and he's, you know, looking all suave and winking over across the, into the other lane, and then there's Sarah in a sports car, and she's all, you know, uh, also suave, or the female equivalent, and winking, and she does a little air kiss over, and it's mm-hmm. just, oh, it's so funny. And then Morgan comes up behind them. And he's actually doing a voiceover talking about um, his boss mm-hmm. Chuck and his and Chuck's woman, Chuck's girl, Sarah, and how they you know fight crime and save lives. And he comes up on a scooter between them. And anyway, you got to see it. You just have to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. at the very end, there's an eye. Uh huh. So waking up. Um, there's some debate over whether it is Chuck or Morgan. Um, some people claim that they can see, um, I believe, Star Wars on the sheets. <laughs> certainly indicate that it's Morgan, but uh, it, it looked more like Chuck to me, especially since we know that there are going to be uh, some dreams in his future mm-hmm. that are going to be a plot point. So I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. Um, and we did think that this was just a promo for the show, you know, kind of a standalone thing, except for that eye at the end. So, uh Maybe it is actually part of an episode. Wouldn't that be funny? Mm-hmm. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of spoilers, because I love ya, <laughs> I did another annoyingly vague spoilers asterisk edition because obviously I couldn't do it the same, um, the same way that I did the first one since I since I revealed all the spoilers and kind of gave you the tools to figure out what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So we did it a different way this time. And it was um, lots of fun. It was. Uh, people had a really good time with that, I think. Um, they, I was amazed at how quickly the code cracking began. <laughs> until someone mentioned, I believe it was Bill, mentioned something about a uh, crossword puzzle solver. Oh, no. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> wow. So um, I, I'm not going to confirm or deny any of the guesses until after the events happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but if you want to go look for the Friday Five, more annoyingly vague spoilers, it's the asterisk edition. Uh-huh. Have some fun with that. I gave up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun coming up with them. <laughs> Not nearly as much fun as watching the guessing going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> well, we've got some more spoilers from Aziello. He never fails us in spoilers and, uh, so we're going to get right into what he has to say to Charles, who wants to know, now that Agents Walker and Bartoski are together on Chuck, what's next to our favorite couple? And Aziello says, well, there's a new obstacle. Chuck has a secret he's keeping from Sarah. Teases executive producer Josh Schwartz, a secret that could cost Chuck what Sarah loves most about him, his mind. Hmm. Mm. Cost him his mind. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Walking. Oh, oh, mm, I just got it. <laughs> Did you? 
I just got it. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying any more. That would be too spoilery. <laughs> I think most people can figure it out. But Probably, but you know, I'm going to slow on it. the uptake and, you know, it's late at night. So, I don't know. Anyway, Marie wants to know. She says, two weeks in a row without any Chuck spoilers. What's the matter? Sad that Shaw is finally gone? Uh-oh. A little dig there at Oziello, I think. Uh-huh. She says, I'm not. What's next for Teen Bartowski? And Oziello says, that Shaw crack may come back to haunt you, since I have it on very good authority that someone from Chuck's past will return in the finale to do him great harm. Great harm. So, great harm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And we have more from Asiello. Um, anything else you can tell us about the Chuck finale from Henry? And Asiello says, I can't remember what I've already reported. <laughs> so here's a rundown of everything I know about the two-hour climax on May 24th. We have a Jeffster video. We have a new romance. We have uh, the security of every major intelligence agency is threatened. Someone from Chuck's past will return to do him great harm. And we've just seen hinted that that might be Shaw. Um, Chuck's life is on the line. And the only person who can save him is his father, otherwise known as Scott Bakula. Like Count Dracula? Yes. Okay. Bakula. Exactly the same. Exactly the same, except without the dr. <laughs> and hotter. Right. Okay. <laughs> and uh, more shameless subway promotion. Faux facial hair makes a cameo. Exclusive premiere of three Band of Horses songs. And there's another vague spoiler that could be Chuck or it could be another show. Um, uh, Osiello has included Chuck in a number of shows that could possibly have a pregnancy. An unexpected pregnancy. An unexpected pregnancy. pregnancy. So it might not be Chuck, but Chuck is in the group of shows that could have this. So there might be a little awesome on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Or could we see the undercover blues happening? It could. It yeah. could. I'm curious about who the new romance is. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of speculation, most of it involving Big Mike. Yeah. Um, or possibly Casey and the ex-fiance. I'd love to see that one. I, I think that would be really neat. Yeah. Watch him be an annoying lovey-dovey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. He has to put up with so much. Yeah. Um, the security of every major intelligence agency is threatened. Mm-hmm. Does that mean just the U.S. or global? I'm guessing that that's, that's saying U.S. Um, NSA, CIA, and FBI, mm-hmm. um, which which would just imply that somebody's either breaking into their computers, or that there's a new intersect that's happening. Ooh. Hmm. Another intersect. I'd like to know what the uh, three Band of Horses songs are. That's quite a coup. Mm-hmm. What's Band of Horses? I'm sorry. Oh, it's a band. <laughs> it's a band. I, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a real band. They've been on the show before. They've had uh, songs songs on the, band, on the show before. Okay. Yeah. So, I didn't remember. Yeah. It's not Jeffster promise Mm -hmm. okay all right so lots of finale talk but before we get to the finale we have a few other episodes so we're going to leave you with the synopsis for next week's episode it's episode 315 chuck versus the role models and it airs on monday may 3rd 
And uh, the official NBC synopsis reads, Chuck and Sarah train with a married CIA team. Fred Willard and Swoosie Kurtz guest star. Mm-hmm. Chuck and Sarah are assigned to train under Craig and Laura Turner, which is guest stars Fred Willard and Swoosie Kurtz, a married CIA team who, despite their impeccable record, hate each other. Oh, no. The Turner's stormy relationship forces Chuck and Sarah to wonder if they're doomed with the same fate. Uh-oh. Meanwhile, Casey must train the newest member of the team, Morgan. <laughs> oh, that's going to be good. Um, we have photos from this episode already posted at chucktv.net. They were released last week. And uh, there's some some good ones in there of uh, uh, Sarah and Chuck. Well, there's one of Chuck screaming like a girl that's pretty funny. And you can hear the screaming even though it's a still. Mm-hmm. Um, and hiding in a closet. Um, this is also the episode that has the tiger. Ah. And, yeah. Not in the context we expected. Oh, really? Nope. Uh, and, of course, lots of uh, Susie Kurtz and Fred Willard doing what they do best. Oh, and they are a classic. Use us. Yes. Entertain us. Yeah. Time. So very much looking forward to that. Oh, that's going to be a fun, fun episode. So tell your friends. And um, I wanted to remind you again that the Flash Mob is scheduled for May 3rd, mm-hmm. which is the same day that this episode airs. So if you are interested in participating, please email us right away, renew at chucktv.net. Um, the list of cities that are participating is up at chucktv.net. So check that out. See if it's um, happening in your neck of the woods. And uh, we'll put you in touch with your team leader mm-hmm. if you'd like to participate. Cool. So I think that's all we have right now. So uh, watch in a couple of days for our interview with Robin Lewis, costume designer from Chuck. Mm -hmm. See you then. Ciao. Bye.